fitness, nutrition, sleep, longevity, performance, fat loss, and all the keys to a life of health, happiness, and success. I'm Jed Zimmer, your host, and welcome to The Health Project. Welcome back, guys. We've got episode 39 tonight of The Health Project, which is super exciting to be back. It's been a little while in between drinks between our last episode and tonight's episode, but nonetheless, it is exciting because we do have a, a special guest jumping on in Christmas Abbott, who's a very well-known um, a, a public figure. She's very well-known in the fitness industry. So tonight, we're going to cover a few bases. So there will be a bit about fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, strength training, and a lot about self, self-help self and self-growth. We're going to really delve into Christmas's story, which is a, a unique story and one that a lot of people can take away from. So it, it's certainly worth the listen. She's, as I said, she's well-known in the fitness industry, but on top of this, she's an entrepreneur. She's an online fitness coach, a former CrossFit Games competitor, uh, Olympic weightlifter. She's also been part of the NASCAR pit crew team. Um, but one thing that stands out to me is she is a keynote speaker and also she's known for her best-selling book, which was titled The Badass Body, um, which is all about creating the perfect diet and workout for a tight body, sexy abs and lean legs, which is certainly something that all women and men, for that, for that reason, um, do want to achieve. So great episode tonight. Just the one question I've been asked is how often um, am I looking to publish episodes because obviously it has been a little bit slow with getting episodes out to date and what's the reason behind that. Obviously, things are just quite full on at the moment. University studies have, have commenced again. Um, the the business is going great, so there's a few little things on the go. In particular, we're looking to get our own supplement on the market, so the Health Project will have its own supplement, which will be super exciting and um a few little other things so getting this ebook out um as well as the other work commitments with you know headspace afl victoria and also latrobe university so juggling a few commitments is the reason behind um some of these episodes taking a little bit longer but they're certainly they're certainly worth wait guys i'm looking forward to to continually bringing more um and you know enjoy tonight's episode it's a great chat with christmas and we'll be back next week for episode 40 Look, looking back, I want to go to the age of 22 for you. Um, no, I know this was a turning point for you and you took a dramatic lifestyle change. Do you want to go into the details about, first of all, what inspired this and what was the catalyst? Uh, for 22, yeah. So 22 and, and mostly for almost a decade earlier than that, I had um, rebelled and did a lot of drugs and just you know really did whatever I could to not care. And in that not caring, it hurt me more than caring, you know, because I didn't want to care because I didn't want to get hurt. Mm. And uh, when I was, because the original turning point was when I was 13 and I got into a really severe car accident with my, my sister and another girl. Mm-hmm. And in that car accident, um, you know, it was, it, it should have been fatal for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it, we rolled seven times, flipped twice, and my sister broke her back. The other girl broke her neck, and I walked away with just banged up, but I remembered a lot of it. That's incredible. And, um, you know, they both recovered, but the, the therapist and the doctors said that I would have a lot of trauma from that. Right. And I did. So, you know, so that had, I kind of had to have a little bit of a prelude to, the turning point at 22 mm. because that, you know, not caring put me on such a destructive path that I wasn't 
naturally supposed to be on. And, um, you know, I didn't do any athletics after that. And I just uh, went, so at 22, I was working in a bar, I was getting drunk, having, you know, as a 22 year old was, actually I was 21. And wow. then I heard about this company through my mother who yeah. had gotten a job overseas as a contractor. And I basically decided at that time that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to try it. I had no idea what it was or what I would be doing, or I just knew that it would be um, civilian contracting in Iraq, in the war zone, supporting directly supporting the logistics of the military uh, and the State Department. Right. And so it was a really great opportunity. And so I just harassed the company until they hired me. You ready to it? Yeah, it's kind of wild. I mean, it was just, I literally sent in my resume to, to, to like multiple different jobs every week for six months. Right. Uh, I think they hired me just to get me out of their inbox. <laughs> You've given them no choice. Yeah, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, so, then, so then, yeah, I went to Iraq and that's where, you know, the epiphany happened. So mm. really there'd been like some steps leading to that. Yeah. Um, that I, I knew that I wanted a different lifestyle, but I also knew that I liked what I was doing <laughs> before I changed it. Right. And I also knew that if I stayed in that same place in the environment that I would never change it. So, so the, the lifestyle in Iraq, what did this consist of? Was this a six month oh. journey? Um, how long did it last and what were you actually doing there? Uh, well, as a contractor, you could leave at any time. You had an open-ended right. contract. And you do one con contract, like one contract is a year. So you would go over there for four months at a time. And in that four months, you work 12 hour days, seven days a week, and then you get two weeks off. Mm. And you repeat the cycle for a whole year. And there's no, there's no um, slack, really. Mm. They're paramilitary companies, so they operate along with, like the military. Right. You show up at work, you show up on time, you show up and do your job and you, you, you really don't bitch and complain about it or you can go home. Like mm. that's it. Either take you, it or leave were there, it. Were there days where you, you know, you just got to the stage where you were completely fed up and you almost got to a turning point where you did want to go home? Um, no, not really. It was different. I, I've always enjoyed working. I think I've always had a strong work ethic. Um, I just, sometimes applied that work ethic to getting into trouble until this point. Right. And so um, at this point, really, I mean, there were, there were days that I woke up, especially in the beginning that I um, was like, why, why am I here? What am I doing? And honestly, it was really about, uh, you know, like obviously in the initial was the opportunity, financial opportunity. Yeah. Very quickly, it turned into being able to literally directly help the military, like, right. like bring them things, give them mm. water, do their laundry for these people that were coming in off of the field. Right. And so would it be fair to say you grew a passion and love for helping, uh, help, helping others and making a difference? I really love helping the military. Um, and I love teaching. I love seeing people find their way. But... To, to answer another question, I spent um, overall four years there from, um, yeah, so 22, uh, 26, 
6.7, I think. Um, so four, <laughs> four total years. Right. From the beginning. Where did, and where did the fitness side of it um, come into this Christmas? When did this become an extreme interest and passion for you? So the fitness side really um, took off <laughs> not really easily. Yeah, um, right. Um, it never it does, was, I guess. It was really early on. It was the first month. Um, that I was in country it was the first few weeks that we had a mortar round come into the camp. We actually had multiple come into the camp. Yeah. And, it, and it, it shook me like it was, we were getting bombed mm. and I, I jumped up and I thought, man, I got to change something. And it wasn't about fitness. It was about making better decisions in my life because I knew that I was still smoking. I was still drinking and I was in a war zone. How many more decisions was I away from like, like not being able mm. to make, you know, like ending my life yeah. um, from just being irresponsible and negligent. So mm. uh, then, so like over time, within a few months, I started to, I, I eventually quit smoking and then I ran and my first mile that I ran, I was like, so freaking, I couldn't walk for a week. Right. Um, it was so you awful. started, so you started off initially with running no, I did one mile and then I said, fuck fitness. That was terrible. Right. Um, then, <laughs> so then it goes back to what the promise that I made myself that mm -hmm. I would do something better for myself. And so I was like, okay, well, if I'm not going to run, what else can I do? And so I got on the elliptical and then it led into other things. And then um, about a year later, I found CrossFit. And that's like when I just, I fell in love with fitness. Incredible. And so you did this for multiple years and then, Am I correct in saying you opened up your own gym in 2007? Um, so 2007, I got, I got um, my level one certificate. I opened a gym with my ex-boyfriend um, in Coeur d'Alene. And then in mm. 2009, I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. And then um, I opened my gym in 2010. Right. You've done and a I, lot. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I know. I really have like ADD of life. I, I laugh about it. Absolutely incredible. I love it. I, I start talking about fitness and then we go back. It's just a flow on a flip with you. It's incredible. Well, so I was you're... really fortunate. Like working in Iraq kind of gave me my, like it gave me everything. I, I'll call it my university. Like I learned mm. how to run a business. I learned how to be organized and structured and disciplined and fit and, um, you know, commit to whatever I was doing. Right. It was, and... it was the best four years ever. And do you have any advice on that when it comes to organization and strategy and fitting all this in, in place? Because I know finding a balance between running a business um, and then getting yourself, your training in um, and just finding that balancing act. How do you find works best for you? I, I have to rely on my discipline, St structure of schedule, um, intentional time spent. And like people are like always searching for motivation it's yep. not about motivation. It's about discipline. And if mm. you're disciplined, you will find a way. Mm. And are you someone who sets goals um, and has daily tasks and affirmations that you want to accomplish? Um, not particularly. Uh, no, right. <laughs> which is kind of strange, right? <laughs> um, I, I actually, I'm, I'm very structured with my schedule. I time block my schedule. I, I'm, I, you know, like I get up at the same time every day. I eat the same back mm. breakfast every day. I go through the same routine because if I have that consistency, um, every day, then when I go through it, I'm not, I'm not using a lot of effort to figure out right. what I need to do. So a lot of your routines and structures are there to, you know, reduce that decision fatigue. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah. So when I sit down and I need to focus on something like my admin stuff that create that that taps into, um, you know, focus or creativity, mm. I'm able to really hyper focus and actually like tap into a creativity state of being. Right. So outside of what we touched on in terms of a morning routine, then um, is this something that you do you have a morning routine? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If, what does that look like for you? Um, when I wake up, so I, I wake up, um, I have an alarm set just in case, but I usually naturally wake up about 645. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my feet hit the ground, I make the bed before I do anything. I, I literally get out of my bed, turn around and make it. Right. Um, and is that, what's the purpose behind that? Is that to, you know, so you've accomplished something straight away? Yep. Absolutely. And I love the look of my room when the bed is made. I like things organized and clean. I'm naturally yeah. chaotic. So I have to work against, you know, I work against mm. myself and if yeah. I don't do it, I'll, I'll beat myself up mentally. And I don't want to beat myself up mentally. I want to be accomplished right. and love myself. Right. And so then you I get go, up, you make the bed. Yeah. First things. And then I go like, put myself together. Like I get ready for my day right then. I brush my teeth, wash my face, Comb my hair, put on my makeup, whatever. If I whatever I have planned for that day, I plan my outfit the night before, mm. um, and then so like when I wake up, I can go because I'm fresh, I'm ready right. to go. And, and what about um, what about exercise? Is this something you can do on a morning? Um, do you have a certain time you like to incorporate exercise, or again, is it just going to differ on a day to day? No, I particularly like. No, I have a schedule. Like I can't wing it because I won't do it. Right. <laughs> Even, I mean, even for me, I'm like, eh, okay, cool. I didn't put it in my schedule. I'm not accountable for it. Mm. So, my so is, this, is, is this like a big calendar you've got or how do you schedule this in? Uh, so I, I keep it consistent. So right now my app, um, I, I do my workouts with my, my rebels, like my, right. my followers. Mm. Um, generally speaking, like tr- before COVID kind of took over, you know, I'd go to my 930 CrossFit class. Uh, and then I would go to twice a week, I would hit uh, an 11 a.m. or 12 p.m. yoga class. Mm. And then like afternoon, I would go home and I would grocery shop and get things for the evening to cook dinner. Right. So depending on the day, I had structured classes depending on my schedule and my work needs. Mm. And so it's a set these- schedule, like every week is the same. Right. Okay. And to flip the, you know, the morning routine, do you have an evening routine as well? Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, you know, it depends on the day as well, but generally speaking, Monday through Friday, uh, you know, I cook dinner, I sit down with my family and we eat together. Mm. Um, afterwards we have, you know, a little play time or TV time. And that's just like us to unwind. Cause most of my day, I don't want to work most of my day. Yeah. I'm doing something terribly wrong if I'm still working 15 hours Mm. 17 years into this you know (laughs) like something's wrong and so I really really like to have that family time and then you know it's it's bath time for loyal we have a yeah he's a nighttime routine and he's a great sleeper because of it and uh, and then you know I come down I I I have like I just have downtime downtime to hang out to talk to either you know FaceTime my family have some wine you know it's i have more free time than just in the evening but you know like usually i i have thursdays free from work where i I run errands and i do all that stuff so on the weekends i don't have to work 
mm. and run errands and do all the things. So right. I block the weekends for playtime for me and my son. Not nah, awesome. Christmas, I want to talk about the badass body diet um, and, you know, the philosophy and science behind it all. When it comes to the diet side of things, um, in particular for women, they want to, you know, have a tight booty, lean legs, abs, these kind of things. What's your philosophy on nutrition? So I, I'm a huge believer in whole foods, meaning um, foods in its natural state as much as possible. And then balancing out the macronutrients for like, for example, having a protein, a carbohydrate and a fat for mm -hmm. every meal, and every snack, no matter what. Now, right, so even, even you stick to this, whether it's pre post workout, these kind of things there's always three, the three macronutrients. Yeah, there's a, there's a recovery workout. I mean, a recovery meal or really a shake that, you know, we can get into the, the nitty gritty, but generally speaking, like, if you stick to having those three macros for every meal, every snack, and don't yeah. even really focus on the quality or the quantity of them, you're going to have a significant hormonal change. And then you will like, our bodies respond best when those mm. three are combined. Right. And I mean, there's a reason that there's three of them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just, just on that. Sorry, Christmas. Is there, certain, is there certain times that you're including more carbohydrates as opposed to fats or more fats as opposed to carbohydrates and really fluctuating these macronutrients? So at, for, for the everyday person, I would say no, try not to do that. Um, if you just eat consistently, your body will show you and tell you what you need to change. Right. So if you're talking about high-level athletes or people trying to do significant body fat modifications, Mm. Then we have to look at one, what have they historically been doing? Because what you do beforehand is very significant and impacting to what you currently do and what you will do. Right. Uh, so a lot of these unknown factors come into play. And so like generally speaking, I say macro, all macronutrients, I mean the three, and then if you can eat like um, whole foods in its natural state, grains, mm. you know, like, it, like there's a whole chart on it. <laughs> um, mm. But if Less processed is more, but the cleanest is not always best. And are you going out of your way to remove certain foods from your diet? Um, I mean, not not sometimes. Um, I particularly try not to consume uh, processed carbohydrates. Right. Um, uh, I, I do like I have a sugar problem, but when I'm training regularly, and you know, I can I can take it or take it out if I like. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, I eat fairly well and I, I'm not restrictive. If I want mm. it, then I eat it. But right. I also understand like how to balance that out. Mm. So if, you, if your goal is to, you know, lose weight, build muscle, it's not going to differ too much? No, um, it, it, it varies slightly. Uh, right. So I just look at different quality of the foods, uh, like mm. different categories that I use. And um, I've, I have found this to be tremendously successful for nearly every person that has tried it. Um, and it's, it's not about being restrictive. It's about mm -hmm. being empowered by the education of how food works for you. Okay. And going back to the recovery drink that you briefly touched on, what is the nitty gritty behind this drink? So the recovery drink, um, it's really time sensitive. And so, you know, when we work out and we, um, you know, use our energy and it, the cells open up to release that, 
the cells are open for approximately 20 minutes after you're done working out. Mm -hmm. People think that that timeline is like, I'm done working out. I'm changed. I left the gym. So now I have 30 minutes to go find my recovery shake. Um, from the moment that you stop moving, you should still be sweating, still be breathing, and then consume, you should consume a recovery shake, which is a, a protein and a carbohydrate. Uh, I really like, um, you know, like a protein powder and coconut water mm. uh, because it, it actually absorbs much faster into your system rather than eating something. Right. So the sooner you get this in, the better is what you're saying. For sure. Like you should, I mean, I literally would call time or put my barbell down, grab my mm. shake, make it to the face before I even, I would drink my shake before I caught my breath. Right. And in terms of the carbohydrate content, are you focusing on this drink purely? Are you making sure this is fast absorbing carbohydrates um, or what's the philosophy here? So the carbohydrate, are you talking about generally in the, in the carbohydrate consumption for yeah. the, yeah, yeah, just in this recovery drink in general, in terms of the carbohydrate uh, yeah. side of this, are you making sure? Yeah. So for sure, like just something fast absorbing. Um, I, I try and stay away from the processed carbohydrates if possible. Right. Uh, I, I particularly like to drink coconut water because it's just such a great, great mm -hmm. resource for that. But yeah, fast absorbing obviously carbohydrate. A of, obviously a lot of electrolytes. Um, in yeah. the coconut water as well. So plenty of benefits and the workout side of things. Um, how do you structure and balance the typical week for you? Are you someone who exercises, you know, most days of the week, do you put, put it, split it into body splits um, or typical full body workouts? Um, no. So I, currently I'm not using weights. Right. Um, um, why is that? Heavy weights. Uh, so when, after I broke my foot, yeah. it was pretty significant. A recovery process and then I got pregnant which aggravated mm. my foot and I, I I did some weight lifting then and then um it's just been kind of a turbulent time and uh, so I I've just been doing the program that I programmed with my my be my um rebel fit and yeah. it's no weight right now so I'm doing you know I want them to know that I'm in it with them so I do what I program mm. for them okay um, so but normally with with weights anything mm. weighted it's generally uh all all body and people don't realize yeah. that like a deadlift is full body a press yeah. is full body if you're not engaging your full body then you're mm. probably, you're you're definitely doing it incorrectly <laughs> and in an ideal world how would you structure this would you you know certain certain lifts do you have favorite lifts that you combine would it be three times a week or how would you structure this basically in a perfect week for you um I mean that. Whew, that's a loaded question because you know I've, I've I've cycled through so many different types of programming depending on what I was doing at the time. Mm. Um, I love fundamental lifts. I love deadlift. I love squat, and I I I just love like presses. Like those three. Yeah. Um, and are you, with I these love, lifts, are I you pushes too? I mean, that's kind of nasty, right? And are you uh -huh. focusing on going heavy time on attention? What's your majority of the focus? Or again, is this just going to differ from each cycle to cycle? I mean, yeah, it really differs on um, how I'm feeling that day, what my right. needs are. And I don't mean day, like what, what am I programming for myself? Am I programming to get stronger or am I programming to get faster or am I programming for just general um, yeah. well conditioning so it varies and in that like I, when I go on programming I like to stay on it for about three months because okay. that's where I, I find that I have 
like giving it what it the the time that it needs to really mature and mm. then see some results following that and i think after that i i kind of get bored and i need to change it up even if it's mm. working so christmas a lot of my clients working as at the gym especially when it comes to females they you know they just want to look leaner that sort of sexy look and as you've touched on your the badass body diet in in the book um it's all about sexy abs lean legs a tight booty um it, so is your approach combining you know cardio with weightlifting is it crossfit lifts what is your overall advice to having that tighter and leaner look you know honestly i i kind of debunk that where it, if you're having fun with your workouts, you're going to have better results. Right. And, so, and so I just like, when I coach, I make my shit so fun. I make it a, a like a dance, like a party. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like you can't help but laugh and have a good time. And when you're laughing, your abs are engaged, you know, like awesome. you want to come back. And so I love, I love, love, love for women to lift heavy weights because yeah. it, it um, increases your bone density, which we're notorious for falling when we're older and breaking our bones easily because we mm. have not been lifting weights. And then also it does tighten and firm all of that, that whole body up, everything. Yeah. So it, I really, really advocate for women to lift heavy. Right. Do you have favorite glute exercises? I love a curtsy lunge. Oh okay. my gosh, the best. Man, mm. those things can get nasty. Curtsy right. <laughs> lunge. Anything else outside of this? Um, you know, I just, I love sprint. I love sled pushes. I love sprints. I love that, like, yeah, the, that, right. that explosive work because it gets yep. nasty. So again, sticking to a lot of these compound lifts. Mm -hmm. I just want to finish Christmas. How is becoming a mum? Um, you know, change your overall view towards life um, and, uh, you know, your basic philosophy. Are you still focusing on the importance of training, exercise and these kind of things? And how do you structure this now being a new new mum? You know, it, it's definitely made me slow down in, in such a good way. Like I want to be home and I have worked this hard to be able to be home and I just see things so differently. Uh, I I want him to be exactly who he wants to be because most people were like, oh, what do you want him to do? I'm like, I want him to be him. Mm. And my job, now I have like the best job in the world where I get to expose him to life's adventures and experiences so he can be um, educated and experienced to figure out who he wants to be without the struggle as much as possible. I know that there's some out there, but without as much struggle as maybe, maybe I did before. Mm. And it's just, it's the, like out of all the things that I've done, you know, walking in the CrossFit games, the Daytona 500, USAW nationals, like it's, it's been, it's the best when he just like, looks up at you and wants to kiss you and just hold oh, that's awesome yeah it's the coolest oh, incredible <laughs> well christmas um uh, what a note to finish up on <laughs> nice positive note to really wrap it up on but again as i said at the beginning super excited to have your part of this because you really are a wealth of knowledge and i'm very grateful um, to Thank include you so, so thanks very much christmas yeah i appreciate that inquiry <laughs>